everybody, it's Kelly Cooper, and welcome to episode 248 of the Life Made to Order podcast. We cannot solve our problems until we correctly define them. And this topic was inspired by A Course in Miracles section. It's probably one of the most popular sections of the text, and I think one of the reasons it's the most popular section is because it gives us a really practical way to apply its teachings. And I think that, as a lot of people know, with the, in whatever sorts of teachings you're talking about, Course in Miracles, Buddhism, whatever it is, more even just whatever general stuff, I think one of our biggest challenges is a lot of this information, it could seem kind of abstract, far away. The practical application, like day-to-day, what do I do with this information? That's where the challenge lies, and that obviously could kind of slow us down a little bit because if we're just gathering the information, collecting the information, and then we're not really doing anything with it, the information's not serving its purpose because the purpose of doing all that is not just to collect this knowledge like historical facts or some other kind of subject matter. We're doing all of this. We're learning all of this because we want to be able to change our lives in some way. We want to, we want ourselves to be different. We want things in our life to be different. And right that's where we feel challenged. It's like, well, what do I, what is, if I bring this information into the real world, into this world of form, what do I do with this information? Living those teachings, what does that look like? So again, I think that's why this is one of the most popular sections of the text. It's called the rules for decision. And it's basically talking about, we want to change how we go about making decisions. And it's not really talking about actions, like decisions, like doing, even though that's part of it, really the main thing it's talking about with the decisions is like kind of our mental decisions of like deciding, like our perceptions, like looking at things, deciding what they mean, defining the problems, because right, if the ego mind's doing all of that, we're not defining our problems correctly, and if we're not defining our problems correctly, then we can't solve them, because it's like, Spirit's like, yeah, that's not really the issue. And if that's where you're focused, it's harder for me to help you because you're probably not going to really want to listen to what I have to say or my guidance is not going to make sense to you because, again, you've defined this problem in a certain way and then my answers don't seem to make sense in all of that. So, again, right, the rules for decision basically talk about one of the intentions we want to set each day is I will make no decisions for myself. I will decide with spirit. I will let spirit not decide for you, but this idea of ego human me, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to let that part of my mind influence my perceptions, define my problems. Because again, it's kind of has a screwy way of looking at everything, uh, what it believes are our problems, right? Spiritual teaching would tell us, no, that's not really what your problem is. So again, when we're not defining our problems correctly, it's hard to solve them because we're not looking at the real issue. So it's like and when we're not looking at the real issue, we're not able to to solve it. So basically, right, if we have that, that intention in the beginning of the day, today I will make no decisions by myself, and I'll share a little excerpt of the text of what it's talking about here. This means that you are choosing not to be the judge of what to do, but it must also mean you will not judge the situations where you will be called upon to make response. For if you judge them, you have set the rules for how you should react to them. And then another answer cannot but produce confusion and uncertainty and fear. This is your major problem now. You still make up your mind and then decide to ask what you should do. 
and what you hear may not resolve the problem as you saw it first. This leads to fear because it contradicts what you perceive and you feel attacked and therefore angry. And that's kind of like what I was saying before, right? We, if the ego mind is, is, if we're looking at everything through that filter of that distorted thinking and it's incorrect uh, defining of our problems, it's harder to get the real solutions because like, right, what the text says, you made up your mind, you decided what the problem was in the situation, you have your perception, you have your story, and then you ask, what do I do about this problem? But again, if that's not the real problem, it's hard to solve it. So in the most general sense, our problem is never external to us. It's what's happening in our mind. And that's not anything new that you've heard a million times. It's something I've certainly talked about a lot. So there's no new information there. But this idea of where the true root of our problems lie, where the true root of our suffering lies, where the true root of the solutions and the peace we seek lie, we need to hear this over and over again because that conditioning that the problems are external to us, the solutions are external to us, that's very, very, very deeply ingrained. And when it comes to spirit thought system versus ego thought system, there's no overlap there as we've come to see. These are completely polar opposite ideas about everything. There's no overlap. There's no commonality there. And one of the core ways in which these thought systems differ is the belief of where your suffering lies, where the root of it lies, where it comes from. Egoic mind, again, it's all external to you. Spirit. Thought system would be like, it's internal, it's your mind, it's your perceptions, it's your stories. Your suffering is just coming from inside your own head. And then, of course, the next big difference then is, so if a uh, uh, spirit thought system sees your problem as internal, the solution is also internal. The peace you seek, the happiness, everything that you want, all because all you want are feelings, all those feelings you want to feel more consistently, they can only come from within yourself. You have to do the, the mental work. You have to change the contents of your mind, and then you'll change the contents of your emotions because they're directly linked. One is causing the other. So then we have ego thought system, right? If ego thought system believes the problem is external to us, it will also believe the solution is external. Your suffering lies because of what's happening in the outside world. So we need to change that outside world. We need to manipulate this world of form and physical reality in various ways that it finds pleasing. And it has defined your problems as external to you. So, of course, the solutions are external. It has defined your problem as not having a boyfriend. So then you need a boyfriend. It has defined your problem as you weigh too much. And because you weigh too much, you can't get a relationship. Uh, people don't... Uh, view you in a negative way that makes you less likely to get certain opportunities at your job or whatever it is. So it's not, you have to lose weight. It is to find your problem is you don't have enough money. There's all these things you want to do, but you can't do them because you don't have enough money. So your problem is money. You need to get more money. So again, there's these two thought systems. They're so different in every way, but those two fundamental ways that they differ, that these two core ideas of where your suffering comes from, how you relieve that suffering, that's going to, that foundation is, there's, then there's like infinite offshoots of the thought systems that come from those two ideas. And again, they're all going to be completely different and have us going in two completely different directions. So this relates to this idea of today I will make no decisions by myself. 
it's basically saying let spirit thought system guide your perceptions, guide your interpretations. And again, the text here, it's more concerned with those mental decisions of perception, not so much your action-based decisions. But obviously it touches on that, and obviously that's a big part of it. Because what's happening in our mind is going to determine the decisions we make in the physical world. Because our mindset influences everything. Our decisions, everything we do are not these just random, completely isolated acts just happening, you know, totally randomly. There's always something happening in our mind, and that's determining. We've made some kind of mental decision, a decision of perception, a decision of defining a problem. And then, of course, naturally, that's going to determine the action we take. But again, because we're not correctly defining the problems, it's hard to solve them. So... We want to do work on spirit perception. The problem is just within my mind. My problem is a perception right now. Let me be open to what a situation is showing me. Let me not rush to judgment so quickly about what this means. Because, right, what does ego mind do? As soon as a situation produces some sort of negative response, it's like, oh, that's a problem. That's a bad thing that needs to be fixed. And it's like... Oh, yeah, spirit might be like, no, that's not really it. You know, that's not really the problem. And again, like I was saying before, when we're not correctly defining the problems, when we're very attached to a certain interpretation and we're very attached to getting the outcome we think we need because we believe that will solve the problem, it's harder to hear guidance. Because like I said before, number one, if we have a very set idea of how we want things to be, we don't want to hear guidance that contradicts that in any way. It's like, I don't want to hear the guidance that I should let go of this thing that I'm ego human me is really attached to. I think I need that to be happy. So spirit comes along talking in my ear, telling me like, yeah, this is not really the path for you. This is actually the way to get what you're seeking internally, emotionally. And I don't want to hear that. That might be true, but I, I don't want that to be true, actually, because I'm actually quite attached still. And then, like I said before, too, the other issue is when we're incorrectly defining the problem, we might receive guidance that because it's not in the parameter of what, again, we define the problem in a very specific way of I need this person. How do I get this person to do this thing I want them to do that they're not doing? And spirit's like, yeah, that's not really the problem. If they're giving you guidance to show that person love or to look into your own mind or whatever it is, you're going to be like, that makes no sense. That doesn't answer my question, right? Like the Course said before, it's like we, we decide, like we judge everything in our own mind, and then we decide, well, ask, help me with this problem that I've defined. And again, Spirit would be like, hey, you haven't really defined the problem properly. So we want to be open to perception. We want to be mindful of when we're defining the problem as external to us. We want to be mindful when we're defining a problem in a very specific, narrow way. Because, again, it's harder to solve it because the guidance is not going to seem to match up with the problem. And we're not going to be open to it. Might even, we'll feel very resistant to some of the guidance. And it's like, what? or it's like, that doesn't even make any sense. How does that help my problem? And then Spirit's trying to tell you, yeah, that's not really your problem. Your problem is what's happening in your mind. So... We want to be mindful of when we're using ego mind to define and decide everything for us because it's, its perceptions are, are not accurate. We want to remain open to what a situation may be showing us and that keeps us open to the guidance and the insights about it. Because again, if we define the problem very narrowly as this external, very specific thing of 
How do I get my mom to stop doing this? How do I get my kid to start doing this? How do I solve this problem? It's like we're defining a range of answers that are seen as valid. And then again, if that's not the real problem, it's harder to, to get that guidance. I know a lot of people, they're always talking about and asking me, and it's something I ponder myself and I'm and in tune with. So we hear about getting this guidance, and we very much want, seem to want this guidance. And then if we feel like we're not hearing it, or we don't know how to decipher when it's something is guidance, or when it's my mind, all these things, right? We confuse ourselves and make ourselves all in a tizzy about it. And, and then, like I said before, one of the main problems with getting in touch with that guidance is we're not properly defining our problems. We're looking at issues that really aren't the problem. And then again, it's hard to hear guidance because we're not open to the guidance maybe, or the guidance is leading us to, the guidance is concerning the actual problem, which is something in our mind, but we don't recognize that because we think the problem is external to us. So again, that guidance doesn't seem to make sense or we find it like silly or stupid or like whatever. It's like, how do I get my kid to clean her room or listen to me? And spirit's like, go give her a big hug or something it guides you to explore something in your, something having to do with you. And then you're like, what? Like that's, I'm, that's not the problem. Like, well, how does that solve my problem? My problem is how do I get my kid to do what I want her to get to do? I want to try to control her behavior. That's my, that's what I've decided the problem is. And spirit's like, no, that's not really it. And a lot of times that shift in perception, that might be the only, technically, right, that's always the only problem because everything's always perception. But also, too, what's good about this, this way of, of listening and, and being open to defining the problems differently is, um, for example, in a situation where you think you can only be happy or you someone needs to change or do something differently. My mother needs to stop talking to me the way that she talks to me. She needs to stop criticizing my husband. She's always doing that. She needs to stop that. She needs to do this and that and not do this and not do that. And then a shift in perception, you realize, oh, okay, how she talks to me and, and what she says, that's not actually really a problem. It was my perception of everything she was saying. So problem solved in that, in that I don't actually, the problem was never her. So if she stays the same, it's fine. I don't need to worry about trying to change her anymore. Right. And it's like totally, but then even in circumstances where you believe some action needs to be taken, you do need to give some sort of response. Something needs to be done. Like, let's say, um, you lose your job. So you think, okay, human me needs money in this world. So I need to find a new way to make money no problem. It's okay to believe that. It's okay. It's fine. We just don't want to get too caught up in it all. Spirit's like, yeah, I get human. You needs money and I'll provide everything you need while you're here. It's fine. So even in an instance where we believe, again, a response is needed, an action needs to be taken, something does need to change in some way. When we are open to the perception of the problem is not that I lost my job, there's lessons to be had in there. There's lots of insights to be had. Lots of positive changes could come from that circumstance. And my problem is my, if it's bothering me, it's my perception of it. My problem is not that I lost my job. You can still take action to rectify a situation, but it no longer, the situation no longer carries that heavy emotional weight that comes when we have defined it as a problem. Yeah, you lost your job. Human ego, you has probably has some feelings about that. It's fine. 
rather than totally retreating into that interpretation of like this of losing our job is a bad thing and oh my god what am I going to do when this is terrible and again now it's become a problem that needs to be solved the shift in perception it still needs to be something you'll you believe you need to address and that's fine but now it's just some a more neutral event that's something that just happened in your life and you're like yeah I need to go find a new job I lost my job. Yeah, it kind of sucks. And if you have a strong ego reaction to it, of course, it's important to let yourself feel all of those things. But again, when you're mindful of the problem being defined in a different way and not letting ego mind define the problem as you lost your job. Now you need guidance on what to do to get that new job. And then it's like, Spirit would be like, yeah, I'll help you with all that. That's fine. But your real problem right now is not that you lost the job. If you're really upset about it, it's how you're responding to it. And we want to work on that. So you're not going to decide that some terrible, horrible thing happened because you lost your job. And you've defined that that's some big problem now. So, again, you might still have situations that you're called upon to make certain changes. You believe something needs to be done. But you've kind of shed that heavy emotional burden that comes with having defined the situation in such a way that it's this terrible feeling thing. Rather than a more emotionally neutral event that you're just like, yeah, I'm going to... I'll figure it out and I'll, I'll get a new job. It'll be fine. I don't know what that path is going to look like. So that's another thing too with making no decisions for yourself. You know, a lot of times our path to getting things our human ego mind wants, relationships, a job, changing our life in certain ways, how that journey unfolds might look very different than you think it does. And your ego mind will want to judge certain things as bad or wrong or something went wrong or that threw me off course or this is delaying me or this shouldn't have happened. And again, when we're making, when we're drawing these erroneous conclusions and we're defining the problems as external to us and ego mind is telling a story about what's happening that's not accurate, it's harder to move and keep moving in the direction we want to move in a smoother fashion because we're getting all caught up in experiences and inaccurately judging them and defining them. And again, we're defining our problems incorrectly. It's not what's happening. It's our perception about what's happening. It's our belief about what's happening. Spirit is most concerned with that. Spirit's not, in my, what I, my sense of it from what I read and things that just seem right to me intuitively is Spirit has no concern for this external reality in any sense because it's like this is an illusion. This is not real. This body self, this separate self you appear to have that's these, these separate bodies and you appear to have your own thoughts and your own mind and your own life and you're doing your thing here. It's like this is not who you really are. And because this is not who you really are and nothing here is, is true reality, I don't really care what's happening here. I know you care though. And I know that you need my support in certain ways. And for order for me to help you see the true reality of things, the true reality of yourself, I know that I need to help you navigate this world more smoothly so you're not as distracted by it. That's kind of how I see it. So again, spirit is, is not concerned with the worldly problem. Spirit doesn't care how much you weigh. Spirit's like, no, you need to lose 20 pounds or we need a boyfriend. It's like, I know I don't care about that. I know you care about all that stuff though. And I can guide you through all of that. I know money is a thing here and you worry a lot about it and it's fine. I'll, I'll help you, right? But again, it's remembering like it's always you know, spirits. Like it's your real problem is always your perception. Your real problem is always what's happening in your mind. And when you're more, the more willing you are to embrace that idea, 
the easier it is to hear my guidance. The more my guidance will make sense to you, the more open you'll be. Because then you're like, okay, if the problem is my perception, and then I'm getting some kind of guidance about a shift, something that helps me explore my mind more, some kind of insight, it's like, oh yeah. Like for example, if you're having a problem with somebody and you don't understand why they are the way they need to be different and they're doing this wrong and this is bad and what you got, they have to change or you, they have to do this thing you want. And then you're, again, you're defining the problem as they're the problem when it's really your perception, something happening in your own mind and it's just doing, you know, whatever. When you're willing to accept that, when spirit kind of whispers in your ear about reminding you about some other situation in your life, something that happened and you'd be like, What's that have to do with anything? But if like, oh, but if it's my own mind, then maybe let me reflect on that experience. There's something here that will help me relate to what's happening now. And some, let's say this experience is something where you found yourself in a position, you found yourself, whatever was happening, and you thought at that time how you felt, how you perceived other people treating you, whatever it was, and something within that experience helped you understand more about what the other person might be going through or what the other person's point of view or perspective or their view of the situation might be. And then in having that insight, it helps you relate to the other person better because now you kind of understand why they might be doing what they're doing, why they might believe what they believe, why they see things the way they see them, why they are making the decisions they're making. And with that understanding of a better understanding of them and their mind, because you explore your own mind, which is what spirit always wants you to do first and foremost, you're able to have a productive conversation with this person about the issue or Somehow your shift in energy towards them, they respond to that in some way. And without even talking to them or saying anything, somehow it becomes more harmonious. Like a lot of you have probably seen that to me. That's one of the most fascinating examples of how this work works is when you change yourself and you change your own mind, you see how your relationships with other people transform. You see how other people treat you differently and you seem to align with these like different versions of people. And yet they're still essentially the same. They're probably not doing any inner work. They probably haven't had any sort of major epiphany that, that changed. But somehow, again, because if everything's just a reflection of our own energy, that, you know, other, how other people relate to us and our relationships with other people wouldn't be some sort of exception to that. So again, because a lot of these ideas of defining problems is probably going to involve another person in some way. It's probably always going to involve someone else. So this idea of bringing it back to ourselves, it's easy in those moments to forget that's what we need to do because how the ego mind perceives a situation and how it interprets things, it very much appears to be the other person is the problem. It's like, no, well, my kid's not listening to me and a kid's supposed to listen to their parent. They're the problem. My mom is saying all of these things to me that are really critical and inappropriate and you're not supposed to talk to people that way. My mom is the problem. So again, ego human mind, its conclusions and stories make perfect sense to it. Well, when this person does this, I feel badly. So it's a problem. Because again, ego mind is very simplistic in its thinking with a lot of its conclusions. So it's like, well, if something makes me feel bad, then it's bad. Like, that's that. That's it, right? Because again, it makes perfect sense to that part of the mind. Well, I this is what I want. I want my ex-boyfriend back. 
So that's what I want because that's what I want. Again, that simplistic conclusion. So it's like, what are you doing? What are you trying to tell me here? So one of the reasons that we're so resistant to these other ideas is because based on how ego mind interprets things and how it's very simplistic analysis, it does make perfect sense. Well, I, I feel like I want a new job. So that is what I want because that's what I want, right? Again, it's like, what are you trying to tell me here? Like, this is very, uh, there's not a lot of, this is very simple here, right? But then in spirit's like, no, it's just like, no, it's not. We want to be open to, so again, if you're having a hard time solving your problems, what you perceive to be your problems, you want to think, am I correctly defining these problems? And if the problem is anything external to you, at, just at the most base general level of observation, the broadest sense, then yes, you're not correctly defining the problem because the problem would never be external to us. It's something that's happening in the mind. And like I said before, even if it's a quote-unquote problem that appears to need a response, something needs to be done, I need to say whatever, again, you could still do that. You'll still look for a new job. You'll still do whatever, but you still might try to address a problem that your, your kid is having and then do something but or whatever it is. But when you've correctly defined the problem as happening within your own mind, as opposed to this problem is external to me. And this very narrow thing of like, I want this person to do this specific thing. I want this person to change their behavior in this, like, in this very narrow definition of the problem. Um, you'll start to see that even again, even things that need attention in some way or need a solution, whatever it is, it doesn't feel the same way. Like I said before, that heavy emotional burden that comes with having defined it as this problem. And we've created this whole story about how this thing is wrong and bad and it shouldn't be this way and all this judgment about it, this inaccurate, erroneous thinking, that starts to shed and it just becomes a more emotionally neutral thing that you're like, yeah, this needs my attention and I need to you know, do whatever. Again, I, need, I got fired, I need to find a new job or whatever this, whatever it is. So you can go about addressing these external circumstances, but you'll be doing it in a very different way. It will feel very differently. You might not feel all that pressure and, and I need to, because this is a problem, so I need to solve it. It's like all of that, all of that icky stuff that comes with that having correct, incorrectly defined the, the problem. So yeah, just think about that. Again, this is not new. The core idea is very basic of the idea of my problem is in my mind. But this idea of thinking about our individual problems, again, this is a way to practically apply this idea of like, okay, I'll be open to everything that happens. I'm not going to be so quick to rush to judgment. When I catch my ego mind drawing these firm conclusions and making these very firm decisions about what this means and what needs to be done, Anytime, if it's ever concluding that the answer is outside of me, which it will without a doubt, because to the ego mind, that's always where the problem is. I have to be open to having that decision unwound. I have to be open to letting spirit come in and help me decide what it means. And I'm not going to keep deciding for myself what everything means, everything that happens, what everything is for. Again, these ego-based definitions of the problems and the circumstances because as you may have found, these defining the problem as external to us always never feels good. Because when we define the problem as external to us, it 
usually feels pretty disempowering because what we perceive to be a lot of the solutions, what we believe needs to happen to have it resolved, it's often, it's usually most of it's totally out of our control. So we can't, if we decide that someone else is the problem and their behavior is the problem, well, the only way that problem can get resolved then is that they need to change their behavior. And you might not feel very hopeful that that's going to happen because this person has been this way for, let's say again, the parent, your mom has been this way for 70 years. So she's probably not going to change her behavior. She's probably not going to do some deep dive into her mind. She's probably not going to make some radical shift in her belief systems about whatever issues you think are the problem and what she needs to, where she, you believe she needs to see or think differently. So it's not an empowering belief to believe it's outside of us because... The only thing we can truly do anything about is our own mind. But that's the one place the ego does not... That's what's funny about this, is, is the one thing that... The one thing that's the answer to everything, the one thing that we, where we can actually exert influence and actually do something, it's the one place it never looks to see if the problem is there. It doesn't take... The, the main thing is your mind, and it doesn't take your mind into account at all. So again, you see doing things that way, it's like, it's, we're, we're always, we're never acting in our own best interest. We're never correctly defining our problems. And again, if we're not correctly defining our problems, then we really can't solve them. Again, thinking the problem is external to us feels very, very badly. It feels very disempowering. It makes us feel like, well, if I believe I feel badly because of how my mom is and then my mom's never going to change, I guess I'm always going to feel badly about her and being around her is always going to be this really emotionally unpleasant experience and I just have to deal with that, I guess. That doesn't feel very good, right? And Spirit's like, yeah, no, that's that doesn't have to be that way because you're, you're, you're not correctly defining the problem. Your problem is not your mom's criticism. Your problem is your story about her criticism. Your problem is believing her criticism actually has the power to hurt you. That's your problem. And I can't help you with that problem if you don't see that that's the problem. If you keep thinking she's the problem, it's harder for me to work with you. Because again, my guidance, where I want to help you bring your, where I want to go with you in your mind and help you work through that stuff you're not going to be interested. You're going to be resistant. Again, I might you might get certain insights, but again, because you've defined the problem in a different way, those insights don't seem to fit into the solutions. You've decided, okay, if my mom's the problem, getting her to change is what is the problem. Needing her to change, then the, I've decided that all the acceptable solutions are what can I do to make her be different? And Spirit's like, you can't make her be different. And that's not the problem anyway, so it's... Don't worry about not being able to change her because you don't need to change her. So again, it's just being aware of when we're defining our problems as external to us, when we're defining our problems in a very narrow way, when we're drawing conclusions about things that have happened that we do not like, and we've drawn some ego-based conclusion of this is bad, this is wrong, this shouldn't have happened, and again, projecting into the future based on all of that stuff, right? It's like, oh. So again, one of the reasons I think that this part of the course is one of its most popular parts is because it gives us a practical like application of make a conscious effort to not decide for yourself about everything. Don't be so quick to try to define all your problems through the ego filter. Because one of the interesting things too about this when you see a lot of what we call practical application of spiritual teaching when we think of practical application, we think of like 
of like action of like doing something. It's like do this, meditate more, journal, do this thing differently in your routine every day, whatever, make, get a new job or do this, right? And that's part of it. But a lot of what the practical application, the action of the practical application, a lot of this action is really more in the realm of decision, right? It's not, because when you're saying, I'm not going to make any decisions for myself, like that's an act, you're taking an action of making a conscious choice. And again, this will probably translate to what we think of as typical, like action of action, action, right? And that's, you know, that's, you figure that all out and that the intuition and your instinct and your guidance, right? You figure out what to do in that way. But that's like, so again, I think this is one of this practical, because there's this practical idea of just make this conscious choice every day, be mindful of it. And you're probably going to find yourself constantly being like, I am not in touch with spirit. I am totally ego. Like, that's fine. Like that's everybody. But each time you catch yourself, the a moment you start becoming aware, it reminds me of like an Eckhart Tolle quote of something like, every time you catch yourself not being present, you're present or something, right? That idea basically of becoming aware of when we're not in this space, that's very powerful in and of itself because there's that shows that these if there's a something's permeating something in the background something that all this stuff is operating more strongly somewhere in the background because it's coming into your consciousness more frequently so yeah that's it guys i hope you enjoyed this and again just think about every day i will make no decisions for myself i'll be open to spirit's perception when i find myself getting too rigidly focused or narrow or like all of that be like, no, I don't, I'm not going to define, it's not my place to define what this problem is. Cause I'm, if I'm probably defining it incorrectly, if it's anything external to me, right? That's always the clue right there. It's like that just brought in the broadest sense and let spirit in spirits. Like, I really want to help you, but you need to want my help. I have a perception that's like really empowering and healing, but I can't force it on you. So you need to be open to that perception. And right, as long as you have a little willingness, you open the door a crack, that's all you need. That's all it needs from you. It's like, I just need a little room to, to get in, even a little willingness, because the willingness in itself is a choice. So it's, you're fine as long as you're doing it sincerely. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a great day or night. And for more info about my coaching products, and all more content, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. And if you ever have any questions, I'm always happy to hear from people. Don't be shy. Anything on your mind, feel like you want my two cents, I'm always happy to answer. You can email me at Kelly with an I, Cooper, C O O P E R, at gmail, 1102 at gmail.com. So yeah, please don't hesitate to reach out. I love getting those messages. And yeah, bye everyone.